0: Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater and blemic from Oklahoma. Today is Thursday, October 24th, uh, 2019. Today, we're reading from the big book. We're on page 63, third paragraph there that says, We found it very desirable. And we'll just be reading and commenting on that one paragraph. So today's readers, uh, the 12 steps, Anita B, 12 traditions, Esther F. Readers of the text will be Barbara P., Naomi B., and Lauren, uh, Lauren N., and our newcomer greeter, Jason K., and our second hour host, Nadia B. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, October 23rd, 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 13562, 13562. And then at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 13564. 13564. OA Preamble The Overeaters Anonymous Fellowship is, is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self supporting through our own contributions OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So now I will have Anita B read our 12 steps. Good morning, Anita.
1: Okay. Thanks. Thanks for letting me do service. The 12 steps. Uh, step one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourself could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, Admitted to God, to ourselves, to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step ten, Continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for the knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry the message, this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you. I pass. Thank
0: you so much, Anita. And now Esther F. will read our 12 traditions. Good morning, Esther.
2: Good morning. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon O.A. unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, Enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. 7. Every OA group ought to be fully self supporting, declining outside contributions. 8. Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. 9. OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Well, thank you for your service, Esther. So here's how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no absence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. So to share, you'll press star 1 to unmute, and then once you're done sharing, you let us know by saying pass. Then you press star one to mute your phone in order to have a quiet meeting everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted and we ask uh, no speaker phones it causes an echo so today we're resuming our study of the big book we're on page 63 uh, down there at the bottom we're on that third paragraph there that says we found it very desirable and we're going to be reading and commenting on just that one paragraph and Barbara P will get us going
3: Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. This is Barbara P in Atlanta, recovered compulsive overeater. We found it very desirable to take this spiritual step with an understanding person, such as your wife, best friend, or spiritual advisor. But it is better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. The wording was, of course, quite optional so long as we express the idea, voicing it without reservation. This was only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made an effect, sometimes a very great one was felt at once. So, um, you know, I think the words that popped out for me this morning was the idea. We expressed the idea. Uh, and so what is the idea? I really had a question that I went back to the third step, and I think the key idea in it for me is the And is and was the bondage of self, relieve me of the bondage of self. And I, you know, I just, it took me a little while in the rooms to understand what self was doing to me, what my self will was the kind of misery it was causing me. But, you know, I began to get that and I began to get when someone helped me and pointed out that I was, the way she put it was an egomaniac with low self-esteem. And that's a beautiful combination because, wow, in the same five minutes, I can be thinking, oh, I can't believe you think that. I I know better. And then pretty much immediately followed by, gosh, I hope nobody finds out how little I know. There is a constant tension with that and a constant self-absorption. And so for me, this idea of the bondage of self, that food was never really the problem, what I needed help, truly needed help from God. I mean, obviously the food, it, you know, it's a disease. I have it. I had to accept that. And, and I accepted that there was this bigger power. The world was working in a certain way. But I had to get relief from this bondage of self. And my self-will couldn't cure my self-will. So when I took this step, I can't say that I took it voicing it without reservation. I was scared to death and I heard a newcomer share that the other night talking about step three. I, I don't know, but the only thing I could voice without reservation was that I was beaten. I couldn't, I didn't know what else to do and that I needed to find a different way of living, a different way of living, not just eating. That I was done and my way wasn't working, and then I think the the real hope is that this was only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made, you know, not not so much fearlessly, but honestly and humbly, an effect sometimes a very great one was felt at once, and I feel that effect today. I, I I still have days where I get at war with the world, and I've had a few days this week that seem like I go in with my my gloves on. And I have to really quickly reaffirm step three and go back to step two. Barb, you're not the director. You don't run the world. You don't make the rules. And you really don't know how everybody should behave, including yourself. I've got to reaffirm that without reservation and invite this power in because, boy, I need it. Uh, Self-will can't cure self-will. And and I don't try to today. I do try to honestly and humbly Time, make the be- yep make the beginning and bring this to a higher power. So with that, I pass. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Well, thanks for getting us started, Barbara. So, <clears throat> if you have not shared in the last day or two, we ask uh, we would love to hear from you uh, share on this paragraph. Give
4: me your first name and the first initial of your last. Melissa C. Melissa.
0: Lauren N. Irene.
5: Beth W. Lauren.
0: This is Irene. Larry K. Be- Irene. Somebody uh, got you, Ron- Irene, and somebody Thank W. You.
6: Beth W. Ooh,
4: Beth. Oh, and I got you, Larry. Room for one
7: Devorah more. Devora S. Devora
4: S. S. All right. Well, we'll stop
0: there. That's we got six. Here's our lineup: Melissa C., Lauren N., Irene B., Beth W., Larry K., and Devorah S. Make sure you have remuted by pressing star one, and we'll get started with Melissa C. Followed by Lauren N. Good morning, Melissa.
8: Hi. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you so much for your service. It's Melissa C. I'm a recovered. Compulsive overeater in New York. I'm just starting my timer. Um, yeah, you know, I I really like this part, um, especially where it says the wording is quite optional. You know, so long as it's like the idea, right? That 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 real sentiment of it. Um, because like I I from my own experience was I kind of choked on the wording, because I hadn't had a spiritual awakening yet. I wasn't really sure about this god thing. I just and I really like what the speaker before said. I just knew I was done. Right? I just knew that I couldn't I couldn't fight this anymore. You know, I that was like my step one, I was done. And step two, I had some hope like okay, something here's going to work. And and step three for me was like fine, I'll just cooperate. I'll stop trying to um intellectualize and have a firm understanding of what this thing was um, before proceeding, you know, because that, that I found, has been a common stumbling block with, with people, myself included. Like, if I can't understand it entirely, how do I turn myself over to it? And step three was like, mm, nope, I'm not going to understand it, but I'm going to do it anyway. And, um, you know, and I love, like, We're told that we can, you know, create your own concept that works for you. And so, well, if I can create my own concept, then I can also create my own prayer, right? And so I found it quite helpful to do that, kind of pen my own prayer and, um, And I I found this incredible resource, and that's really what I wanted to share um, online. It's called FriendsOfBill.net, and it has all of these prayers. And you know, there's a whole huge array of third step prayers in other um, religious uh, backgrounds and other like belief philosophies. And and I found that resource really helpful for me. I looked at it, I read those prayers. And I kind of, you know, uh, thought about what my, what my concept of God was, and I, and I penned one that worked for me. Over time, that prayer has changed, and now, like, the, the regular third-step prayer totally speaks to my heart. But I kind of needed training wheels, you know, until I had my spiritual awakening. It, it, it's, it's the idea, that sentiment that we're turning it all over, that I'm giving up management and control, and that I'm turning it over so that I can be of benefit to other people. It was like the beginning for me of death of self.
0: And um, thanks. With that, I'll pass. Well, thank you, Melissa C. Okay, next up is Lauren N. followed by Irene B. Good morning, Lauren.
5: Good morning, Kelly. It's Lauren N. Impossible overeater, sugar addict from New York. Um, I just, you know, for such a long time, I thought that this prayer just was written for someone who was born in the, you know, the 20s and wilt and all that stuff. I mean, like, I thought this is this is for people who are nuts, and I'm not nuts, but. That's the way I felt in the very beginning, and now I get that I am, I am just a bozo on the bus, and I am so crazy, in my thinking. I was sharing with someone last night who asked me, um, asked me a question about one of my favorite parts of um, one of the uh, the one of the chapters, and um, I was talking about how I feel like I'm the jaywalker. And how incredible it is that over and over and over again, I would constantly hurt myself and did not know that I was hurting myself. It was like I was constantly putting myself in a situation where I was going to be in pain. I was going to break my back. I was going to break my neck. I was going to hurt my shoulder. Just like the jaywalker does. And we think that this jaywalker is just a nut, and yet I didn't see that I was doing it over and over again. And thank you God, I now am able to see that I hurt myself over and over again by doing the same thing and going back to a substance that hurts me and thinking that will solve my problem. I'm like, really? It's never gonna solve my problem, it's just gonna make it worse. Thank you all for teaching me that this third step prayer really has something to that means something to me and can mean something to me and I can carry the message to others and by carrying the message to others I am able to be out of it myself. Thank you, God. And with that I pass.
0: Thank you, Lauren N. So next up we'll have Irene B, followed by Beth W. Good morning, Irene.
9: Good morning. Thank you ever so much for your service. Thank you, everyone, for your beautiful shares. Oh my goodness, I um, I just feel, I, I'm, I'm a bundle of emotion right now. I want to say that I am so blessed with the spiritual awakening, with feeling my higher power, with knowing that he is in control and that I am not. I am not God he is I'm not the master he is praise be to God I don't want to be in control that's too much responsibility that's too exhausting and I have failed at being in control so I don't want that job anymore I simply do not want that job but I wanted to share my confusion because even though i feel my connection with god and i know i live in his power love and mercy i still feel inadequate inferior insufficient not enough she is enough but i am not and it's like yeah newslash i'm not enough okay yeah okay, I don't like that. I want to be healed from that feeling. And I, I'm just uh, relying on God to relieve me of the pain of being inferior to everybody else. I don't like that. It hurts so deeply. And I want to be of service and I want to be meaningful and I want to be relevant. But I'm too weird I'm too different, so I'm not relevant. people can't relate to me sometimes sometimes they seem to I don't know, so I'm just feeling frustrated because even though I have this deep connection with god my the trenches, the tracks that I built in my life, in my road, in my path I just want to go back to them because it's easier to go back to what you're used to your entire time it's easier for me to do that to go back to being in control and to release but not entirely so i'm not doing this perfectly and the part that's really upsetting me now is that i'm on vacation and i've had to to pass up some things that i would have liked to have eaten but I'm terrified. Time, please. And I feel, oh, my goodness, I better pass. Thank you so much for letting me share.
0: Thank you so much, Irene B. So next up we have Beth W. followed by Larry Kay. Good morning, Beth.
6: Hi, good morning. This is Beth W. from um, North Dakota Recovered Compulsive Overeater. And um starting my timer. So um, what I, I just felt um, I needed to share, you know, it says we... Um, we take this step with an understanding person, such as a wife, a best friend, or a spiritual advisor. But it's better to meet God alone than with one who might misunderstand. And um, what I was thinking about was, you know, the truth is that whenever I, I'm always alone. Um, and I always thought I was alone. I was always afraid that I was alone. And the truth is I'm never alone because I always can meet God there. Because God is always there for me, and so when I come to this prayer, whether I am saying it with somebody else or I'm, um, I or I'm alone in my house. Um, I live alone now, and I'm never alone because the God of my understanding is always there, and the God of my understanding is always with me in prayer, um, or when I'm quietly meditating, or when I'm taking a walk, or when I'm at work, or wherever I am, God is there, um, and so. I can say this prayer and know God is there. And so um, there's going to be a day or a time, or there already has been, when, when there's not a big book, there's not a meeting, there's not a sponsor, there's not a friend, there's not someone I can pick up the phone and call, and yet I'm not alone. And, I, and what's between me and the food is God. And so if I have a good, nurtured relationship with that trusted friend which i call god um, i don't have to be alone i'm just i'm just it's as close as a breath and nearer than my hands and feet
4: and so um for that i'm grateful and i'll pass well thank you so much beth w uh next up is going to be larry k then we're gonna have a little special
0: announcement before we go on to divorce so larry you're up
10: Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service. I uh, appreciate all the shares this morning. The, um, let me set my timer here as well. Um, you know, I, I wanted to weigh in. I, I don't don't talk to me about your God. That's the way I felt when I came into program. You know, don't don't, don't insult my intelligence. The worst thing you could do is insult my vast intelligence. I'm going to overintellectualize all this. Step three, absolutely, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try to conceptualize it. I'm going to take the simple, I can take anything simple and complicate the daylights out of it. That's what is the very essence of what I'm trying to do here. And, And yet my life was a complete train wreck. It was an absolute cluster. At every turn, my life continued to to play out that way it says the wording was, was of course quite optional. So long as we expressed the idea of voicing it without reservation, this was only the beginning. See all those thighs and thous and so forth. I, I needed to replace those things because I, I, I didn't know at this point, I, I don't know that God even exists. I don't, I don't know. I do know that my life is a train wreck. I do see the harm in the world. What kind of a God allows a child to be abused? Where was God then? And now, what I have to do is 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 uh, is trust and 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 say, God, if you're if you're there, if you're even there, because I I don't know if you're there. Please take take the reins, take the wheel for a while, God. Because when I'm running my life, it's it's a complete misery. If you're there, get in the game. Take the reins. And and for me, step three, it didn't need to be complicated. It was just the food certainly needed to be down because I wouldn't have the clarity of mind and I wouldn't be working this program with integrity if the food, if I was still getting a little bit of vicarious thrill through the food. I'm not going to be perfect spiritually, but I absolutely have to put the food down entirely. And when I do, all the third step really was was just a catalyst point a launching point i'm stepping up to the cliff i haven't done any work yet in one and two i've just drawn a conclusion of my mind that i'm powerless maybe there's a power i doubt it but maybe there might be and it's step three i don't need to complicate it i'm just going to say okay i'm i'm, I'm the, the right, it looks it looks treacherous down there but i'm going to jump off the cliff into this work and i'm going to do my best in my misery of not having the food. I'm going to do my best in that suffering to trust in this process. And I better do it quickly because it's not if I'm going to eat, oh, I'm going to eat. It's really a matter of when. So I'm going to trust this process. That's how I'm going to turn my will and my life over to the care of this God that I don't believe in, that I don't trust. I'm just going to do the work. It's as simple as that. With that, I pass. Thank God I did. Thanks so much, Kelly.
0: Thank you, Larry K. Perfect timing. So now we have a special announcement by Jason K. Hey, Jason.
11: Hey, good morning, Kelly. This is Jason K. And the question is, why should you come to the convention uh, coming up shortly? And for me, I'll just have to say, the convention in 2017 was absolutely transformational and profound for me. Just like when Bill met Ebby, Bill said he was inexplicably different, fresh skinned and glowing. He had to revise his idea of a miracle. For me, when I went in 2017, I personally saw this indefinable twinkle in the eyes of others. And on Sunday morning, our 12-step speaker was talking. They had such passion, conviction, inspiration. It gave me goosebumps, and there were pauses in his talk, and I realized in this room of hundreds, you could hear a pin drop. Um, It's a powerful, powerful, powerful um, event, and I implore you to come. Registration closes today. The Renaissance has rooms available. It's convenient, convention-priced with dedicated door-to-door limousine service available for attendees. Our convention is November 15th to 17th, coming up in a few short weeks. It's at the Marriott Hotel and Convention Center in Newark, New Jersey, Liberty International Airport. You can get information on www.avision4u.info. That's the number four. Registration closes today. 800 of your best friends will be there. There is a convention bulletin board which lists all those looking for rooms to share, so please come, don't miss it, and that's all I got to say, Kelly.
12: Well, that's a
0: lot. Thank you so much for that announcement, Jason. All right, so after Devorah S,
4: we'll be opening it up again for more shares, so good morning, Devorah. Devorah, good morning, start one.
7: Yeah. Oh, hey. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you so much, and everyone on this line that makes this meeting possible. I'm Delora S., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. And, yeah, so it was very desirable to take the spiritual step with an understanding person. So I did take it with my sponsor um, and uh, grateful that I did. Um, and it's, you know, we kept to the wording of of, of, of the prayer. Um, and um, I'm really, I, I love this prayer. Um, I know sitting in the rooms or talking with other people for years before you know getting really into the big book i you know I've always heard people say, "Oh, the first three steps you know i am you know um um I can't, you can please God take it from me, or something like that, very, very simply done, and I really didn't get the gist of of the prayer just from those that shortened very very shortened version of it, but reading this re- reading you know this prayer. Um, really tells me, you know, what, what, what it is. What is it that God has to do for me? All my difficulties, my character defects, so that I can be useful to others and, and to Him. And, um, and, you know, this is, you know, honestly, when I first took this step, I don't know if I had a great spiritual awakening right away. But all I know is that I stuck with the work and I just kept on doing it. And, you know, today when I take this step every single morning, I do feel a spiritual um, awakening each day um, because, you know, I've been doing the work and I'm living in the steps. So each day that, you know, goes, you know, it does make it much more meaningful. Um, and I'm just so grateful that I hung around to, to get that, um, to get this, and that I want to continue to grow and, and, and to keep getting the benefits of this step because, you know, it's, it's, you know, only God can do, you know, all the things that I thought I was doing that. But I, you know, working this program, I see, you know, it's, 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 you know, I need to do this so that, um, so that I can be of service because I wasn't, I was so into myself into my my own agenda and to what I was, you know, what I wanted and taking this step honestly in each day, um, is makes me feel um, useful and of service, and um, and with that I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much,
0: Devora S. Okay, so uh, if you're just joining us, let's see where are we? Good question. We're on page 63 in the big book. We. On the third paragraph, that says, we found it very desirable. Just commenting on that paragraph. If you haven't shared in the last day or two, we'd love to hear from you. So what is the your first name and first initial of your last? Christina Kim J. A. Christina J.
13: Madeline. Oh, sorry. Madeline R.
0: There was somebody with Christina J that I couldn't hear before Madeline. Kim, that
14: was Ken A.
0: Kim A. Okay. Laura F. Laura S.
15: Sandy S.
0: Diane Sandy S. <clears throat> Diane B. B as a boy. Yes. Gotcha. Okay, well we'll stop there. That was it's just been so lovely this morning. So here's who we got. Christina J, Kim A, Madeline R, Laura S, Sandy S, and Diane B. Check your phones, make sure you're muted. And let's get started with Christina Jay, followed by Kim A. Good morning, Christina.
16: Good morning, Kelly. If you could please time me. I don't have my timer available. Christina Jay from the state of Washington um, recovered this morning. I wanted to share today because um, this is the death of my sister's birthday uh, two years ago. And my sister was um, an, an addict, just like all of us. She had a different addictions. And... Um, They just about killed her every time. We used to call her the cat with 12 lives, Uh, but it finally ran out. And it was because she couldn't turn her life and well over to the care of a higher power, and she couldn't get the the main part of the disease. Uh, She couldn't surrender that main part of the disease, which was the craziness between her uh, ears. She was an unfortunate, and uh, I learned greatly from her. When my mother called me in 2000, I don't know what year it was, but years ago, I was in my 40s, okay, in my 40s, I'm 60 now, and she told me that my sister had slammed the door in the face of the meth dealer. I was thrilled for my sister. She'd been on meth for 14 years, but I was sitting there in shame because I couldn't get rid of my food addiction. I couldn't, I couldn't overcome that, and um, I was the perfect one. She was the junkie. She was the screw up. She, you know, I was ashamed. It ran through me like hot lava. But, um, uh, the, being the unfortunate she was, she just went from one thing to another thing to another thing. And that's what I did with the food. I went from food to shopping when I would get clean from food. I went from food to, um, sex addiction when I would get clean, a relationship addiction. I just kept trying new things. Thank God I never got into heavy drugs like, like she did. But, um, This is a beginning, and it's an honest beginning, and I love this prayer. Every day I get to say it, and I think of my sister who wasn't able to offer herself to God like that, and she's a lesson for me. Um, And we have to make this humbly every day and realize what it means. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to who? Those I would help. This is the great service in the prayer of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. So in honor of my sister today, I'm clean and I'm going to stay clean. And I know she's free now. She died a horrific death, crippled up with two strokes from what the drugs had had did to her. And um, she had to lay in that bed for two months facing her life that she could not come back with brain damage 99%. So I know that those lessons taught her and that she died clean finally. So thank God for that and I thank God for this program that allows me to live clean every day as long as I work it. Thank you for listening to me this morning, and with that, I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Christina J. Next up,
14: Kim A., followed by Madeline R. Good
0: morning, Kim. Thank you.
14: Thanks. Good morning. This is Kim A. I am a recovered compulsive eater, and the longer I'm in recovery the more I realize that food has, like, nothing to do with my problems. Um, The Step 3 prayer is part of my every morning 11-step work. And my problem is the bondage of myself. My problem is my selfishness and how deep that runs. And... I struggled in O.A. for 18 years, trying very hard to work the steps, um, having difficulty with the meetings I was going to, finding sponsors who were recovered enough to take me through the steps, and, you know, I did the best I could and so did they, but I don't think I ever really understood what I was saying in that step three prayer, and it wasn't until I left the rooms in frustration and then came back and found my way to a group that, you know, an OA group that works through the big book, much like Vision for You, that I really understood that, you know, this is like a deal that I'm making with my higher power, this step three prayer that I say every single morning, that if he will relieve me of the bondage of self, take away these manifestations of selfishness that block me from being the person that I'm supposed to be um, that block me from doing good in the world instead of, you know, trying to arrange the world to suit myself and my ego. If he will take this away from me, then I will be willing to just go out and be helpful, whatever that means in whatever way I'm shown every day. And so You know, the longer I'm in recovery, the more I get what that means. Um, I realized when I woke up this morning that I hit a new bottom yesterday, and that new bottom is at work because, like, I totally get that I'm powerless over food. I get that I'm powerless over my husband. I get that I'm powerless over what my supervisors at work ask me to do, but I'm a teacher, And I'm still struggling with the idea of being powerless over the kids. I don't know if it's because, I don't know, I guess it's my ego that tells me that, you know, I need to control these kids. I work in a, you know, an urban area, a lot of very difficult behaviors, kids who come from difficult circumstances and they're young. It's elementary school and I guess I feel like, you know, I have to control them. But I can't. And what I realized is I had a horrible day yesterday. Time, please. Thanks. I'll wrap up. I had a horrible day because I was stuck in my defects. I was trying to do things the way I felt they needed to be done. And I'm realizing more and more that I have to apply that third step to my work life. Otherwise, I am stuck in insanity. So thank you so much for letting me share our past.
0: Thank you, Kim A. Next up, we have Madeline R. followed by Laura S. Good morning, Madeline.
13: Good morning. Thank you so much for your service today, Madeline R., Compulsive, uh, Recovered Compulsive Eater in Pennsylvania. Um, I just looked at this so much differently today as I heard everybody sharing. I love where it says, build with me. You know, broken, um, self-centered in the isms, the I, self, me. I need to be rebuilt from the ground up. And I just, that word build just hit me. And um, the bondage of self is that ism again. You know, everything's about me. You know, I, I would say things like to my husband, oh, please don't get sick now. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Selfish, self centered, right? Ism. Um, I want to do thy will. And I do want my difficulties to be gone, but it's not so easy. It's not so easy. Um, You know, I tried just about everything, and they just keep coming back. And last night, something was put on my heart about a new difficulty. And um, it it was put on my heart again by my higher power, who I choose to call God. And so I listened, you know, and I just thought, oh, let me take a shot to find somebody to help. And you know what? Somebody called me back immediately, and I was able to share that character defect. And that is not of me. It's definitely not of me. That is of this program and the way it's written and the way it was taught to me. And just at the end there where it says, we thought well before taking the step um, right above, and then in the new paragraph about, you know, maybe going with a a wife or a best friend or a spiritual advisor. This is just for me, but the youngest of 10, uh, I have a lot of grace for my family. Oh, go on. Compulsive eater, come on. Go what You didn't do anything. You know, if I would say anything to my sister about something that I... You know, a harm's done other and a harm's done to myself. Oh, come on, that's not even a sin. These are the things that she'll say. And so, you know, it, it it comes to me and was said to me, these aren't my words, that you know, in the beginning there was this book and other alcoholics, and today there is this book and other addicts like me in this in this with this eating disorder. And I'm so grateful that when the folks here who are the witnesses, say, yep, I'll be there, yep, I'll help you. Yeah, they do answer the phone. They do pick up um, that phone. They do meet me at a meeting. They do talk to me. And I'm just so grateful that that we can think about this because once we let go and we share this, we're on a ride, you know, that ride to freedom. So thank you so much. And with that, I'll pass.
4: Thank you so much, Madeline R. So next up, Laura S.
0: followed by Sandy S. Good morning, Laura.
12: Good morning. You can hear me?
0: I can hear you.
12: Thank you very much. I'm Laura. I'm a compulsive overeater in uh, Virginia. Thank you for your service. What I have read and understood this morning reading that paragraph is uh, that I cannot expect uh, a person who doesn't understand the disease to understand me, (coughs) neither and for most to help me. So that's why um, Bill says um, we are going to talk from an alcoholic to another alcoholic, and that's how we recover. And that's the the, the birth of um, sponsorship, which is so precious, because we have that in common, whether we are Muslim, Christian, Jewish, uh, Democrats, Republicans, uh, LGBT or straight, whatever, we have that in common. And we compare in and not out. Um, And that's the beauty of the programs because it's our solution and it works. And um, the last sentence of this paragraph also uh, attracted my attention because we have to humbly surrender. And if we do it, if we follow this uh, core and very important prayer, the third step prayer, we got there. We get there little by little, humbly. And it's about letting go, let it die. And it works if I work it. And if I'm ready and open. And sometimes I compare out and then I shut myself from the light of my higher power. Thank you for letting me share. And uh, with that, I'll pass.
0: Well, thank you so much, Laura S. Next up, Sandy S. followed by Diane B. Good morning, Sandy.
15: Morning. Hi, Sandy S. from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, You know, I really think that step three, I have a lot of difficulty with. And I I don't really see how I do it each day. Um, You know, and I think the key for me is honesty. I don't do it in the sense that I say the prayer and I think there's a God out there that's building with me and doing with me as thou wilt. I really have a different interpretation of things. For me, um, the most important thing in my life is healing my emotional dysregulation, which was what led me to compulsive overeating. And there was never a doubt. For me, that food was not the problem. The problem was self hate, massive self hate, and catastrophic fantasy. This fear all the time that I'm not good enough, I can't do anything, and then I hate myself. And then it was so intense that I just couldn't take it. I felt like a a balloon that was being blown up that was going to burst with the hatred and the fear. And food was such a relief. And I always knew it was just my reliever. So when I turn my will and my life over to the care of God, what I'm really doing for me is each day asking God, like, show me what is the next healing thing I could do. You know, that's what it is. I I feel like the higher power is the force within me that wants to heal. And words like selfishness just do not help me heal. I mean, I'm battering myself all the time. What helps me heal is self-care, asking God how I can take care of myself. I mean, maybe that sounds selfish, but unless I am
4: in a state of regulation, I don't have much to offer anybody. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Sandy S. Uh, next up is Diane B., and then we'll have time for a couple more Good morning, Diane.
17: Diane, morning. star one. Hi. Hi. <laughs> this is Diane B. in <laughs> New York, Recovering Compulsive Eater. Thank you so much for your service, and thank you for this amazing meeting every day. Um, so what I wanted to share is that um, I'm a little nervous, sorry. <sighs> Where it says on the bottom, this is only a beginning, though if honestly and humbly made an effect sometimes a very great one, was felt at once. So when I just read this prayer or just say it out of rote every morning, it doesn't really do that much for me, but if I really think about it and I'm doing it with with an honest heart and I'm doing it humbly and truly asking my higher power for help, I will have that effect. And we're promised that we're going to have an effect as we go through these steps. And this is just the beginning. This is like probably the first time that I will feel this effect. Um, and maybe it's a big one, maybe it's a small one, but it is something that's going to happen. And, um, excuse me. So by doing this, I'm ready to take the rest of the steps. And in going through steps four through nine, I am told that I will have a psychic change. And if I don't get that entire psychic change, I'm never going to be able to put the food down and keep the food down. And then, of course, keeping that and enhancing that with steps 10, 11, and 12. But what I'm realizing, as I said, is that I have to surrender my self-will and I have to go through some ego reduction, which is what this is about, and that I will get that entire psychic change, which will help me recover from this disease. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
4: Well, thank you for
0: your share. So, <clears throat> let's see. Who hasn't shared in the last day or two who would like to share?
18: This is Jen A.
0: Jen A.
9: Amanda B.
7: Amanda B. Dionor. R.
0: Dion. I don't know if I'll have time for everybody, but let's do that. So, Jen A, you're up.
18: Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for your service this morning. This is Jen A. We're covered in Colorado um, today. And um, you know, it's a spiritual step, right? That's what, that's what we're taking. And in my big book, in the, in the um, side note there, I wrote the dates every time I've taken that step three prayer. Um, and the first time I took it, I remember I was sitting outside of a Starbucks with my sponsor and my back was towards most of the people. Um, but that didn't matter. Like I felt like it was like an out of body experience and she asked if I'd like to pray that prayer, and I said yes, and I read it from the book because I didn't have it memorized at that time, and I prayed it, and the tears just fell from my eyes, and um, I truly believe that when I took that third step prayer, you know, I, they talk about the bondage, and you know what I think of? I visually think of being um, just held down or tied up in shackles and um, you know those shackles have links links and links and links that link your arms together hands together feet together Um, and that's how i felt um, tied up in that bondage my whole life and i didn't know what that was when i was taking that step three and i didn't know what how great it was going to be a few years later today recovered um, but i just trusted um, i was willing to do it and and i said those words and, and I remember as I continued to say that prayer, there were words that I couldn't say. And it was because that was an area where I was still maybe a little blocked off for God, or blocked off from God or I wasn't kind of believing. And then as I would go to this program and do the work and take action, those words began to fill in. And I remembered them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember to say that word now. You know, um, thy power was one of them. You know, I knew that there was a power greater than me, but I wasn't feeling it yet at that point. So how was thy power going to help me? Well, when thy power finally sunk into my thick little skull, then guess what? I was able to say the word. Um, And so, you know, I go back and I look at all the other dates written in the column, and I can remember every single one. Some were bathrooms um, where I said the third step prayer by myself. Um, You know, some were back alleyways. Um, but for the most part, every single time it was that those shackles started to break off and they continue to break and I continue to be set free. And that's really from the bondage of self. First it was the food, um, you know, then it was my ex-husband, then it was my son. Um, you know, and it just keeps going on and on. And every time I take that to God, he will set me free of whatever it is that I am in bondage of. So, um, if you're not sure about it today, um, You know, just say it, say it and move forward. And tomorrow it's going to tell us what we do next. So stay tuned for that. And with that, I'll pass.
4: Thank you so much, Jen A. Next up, Amanda B. Good morning, Amanda. Amanda, press star one. Hi, this is Amanda. Can you hear me? I can
19: hi this is amanda b uh, in toronto canada Um, this paragraph i like the italics as we understood him Um, and it doesn't matter how i understand it over the 16 years that i've been here i've understood it so many different ways but the words to me that stick out are bear witness to those i would help this is all about how do i help others this is the purpose of my life um and the other piece, some a fellow had taken me back to page 13 where Bill takes the third step. And it says, I admitted for the first time that I of myself was nothing without him, I was lost. And um, I had my newfound friend take my sins away root and branch. And this is how I understand God, my newfound friend. Um, this whole relieve me of the bondage of self so I can better do thy will. I, like some others had shared, this is like, it didn't make sense to me. It was in a different language. It seemed like it was archaic. And But what it means to me is God help. Take away the things that I would do normally, the bondage of self. And prior to this, it talks about having a new employer. And I remember when I start a new job, I'm always asking questions. And it's allowed. What do I do now? How do I do this? Um, is this okay? And whether I'm asking them to my boss or not, I'm considering them. I'm surrendering the way that I think the job should be done and asking, how should this job be done? What did I get hired for? And I he is the principal and I'm his, his agent. And so I, I like that. God's the boss, but he's a kind and loving boss. It is thy power. It's a powerful, loving uh, force for me. And I'm asking to just take myself out of the way so I can help people. And my sponsor says, you know, if you have low self-esteem, then you go out and help people and you do esteemable acts. That's how you get self-esteem. You don't start to do affirmations or this or that. And this whole book is about there's so many musts in here. I must help other people. I must um, turn my will and my life over. And it just seemed like too big of a a deal at the time from this paragraph. It's like, oh, my gosh. So I've heard this as simple for me as, This is the decision to go on with the rest of the steps, and and all I have to do is as we understood him, and that changes over the years in depth and in weight. But I know um, that for me in all my years in program, the step I had such a hard time with was two and three because I didn't realize I was praying to a God that as I understood him, but it was it was not a nice God. So when I when I changed that, I was able to change the way that I felt and heard this prayer.
4: Uh, I think that's all. Thank you, Kelly. Yes, Star One Ten mute. Sorry, Dion R. You have a minute if you'd like it. Dion R. Um, Thank you, uh, Kelly. I'll pass this ditto to the last two speakers.
1: Thanks for allowing me.
0: (laughs) Well, good. Uh, Maybe you can stick on for the second hour and and share. Okay, great. So, well, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's meeting, Thursday, October 24th, is 13568. One three five six eight. So we will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page one sixty four, followed by the Serenity Prayer. We'll now have Naomi B. read our uh, vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.
20: Hey Naomi. Thanks Kelly. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Good morning family. This is Naomi B., a grateful recovered compulsive overeater outside Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggested only.